Section forty nine of London Labour and the London Poor by Henry Mayhew, Volume One. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Peter Yearsley. The Street Folk, Part forty nine, of the street sale of back numbers. This trade is carried on by the same class of patras as work race cards, second editions, and so on. The collectors of waste paper frequently find back numbers of periodicals in a lot they may have purchased at a coffee shop. These they sell to warehousemen who serve the street sellers. The largest lot ever sold at one time was some six or seven years ago of the Pictorial Times, at least a ton weight. A dealer states, I lost the use of this arm ever since I was three months old. My mother died when I was ten years of age, and after that my father took up with an Irish woman and turned me and my youngest sister, she was two years younger than me, out into the streets. My youngest sister got employment at my father's trade, but I couldn't get no work because of my crippled arm. I walked about till I fell down in the streets for want. At last a man who had a sweetmeat shop took pity on me. His wife made the sweetmeats and minded the shop while he went out a-juggling in the streets, in the Ramo-Sammy line. He told me as how, if I would go round the country with him and sell a few prints while he was a-juggling in the public houses, he'd find me in Whittles and pay my lodging. I joined him and stopped with him two or three year. After that I went to work for a very large waste-paper dealer. He used to buy up all the old back numbers of the cheap periodicals and penny publications, and send me out with them to sell at a farden apiece. He used to give me fourpence out of every shilling, and I done very well with that, till the periodicals came so low, and so many on em, that they wouldn't sell at all. Sometimes I could make fifteen shillings on a Saturday night and a Sunday morning, a-selling the odd numbers of periodicals, such as Tales, Tales of the Wars, Lives of the Pirates, Lives of the Highwaymen, and so on. I've often sold as many as two thousand numbers on a Saturday night in the new cut, and the most of them was works about thieves and highwaymen and pirates. Besides me there was three others at the same business. Altogether, I dare say my master alone used to get rid of ten thousand copies of such works on a Saturday night and a Sunday morning. Our principal customers was young men. My master made a good bit of money at it. He had been about eighteen years in the business, and had begun with two shillings and sixpence. I was with him fifteen year on and off, and at the best time. I used to earn my thirty shillings a week full at that time, but then I was foolish, and didn't take care of my money. When I was at the odd number business, I bought a peep show and left the trade to go into that line. Of the sale of waste newspapers at Billingsgate This trade is so far peculiar that it is confined to Billingsgate, as in that market alone the demand supplies a livelihood to the man who carries it on. His principal sale is of newspapers to the street fishmongers, as a large surface of paper is required for the purposes of a fish stall. The waste trade, for waste and not waste paper, is the word always applied, is not carried on with such facility as might be expected, for I was assured that waste is so scarce that only a very insufficient supply of paper can at present be obtained. I hope things will change soon, sir, said one collector gravely to me, or I shall hardly be able to keep myself and my family on my waist. 
this difficulty however does not affect such a street seller as the man at billingsgate who buys of the collectors collecting however a portion himself at the neighbouring coffee-shops public-houses and so on for the wants of a regular customer must by some means or other be supplied the billingsgate paper-seller carries his paper round offering it to his customers or to those he wishes to make purchases some fishmongers however obtain their waste first-hand from the collectors or buy it at a newsagent's the retail price varies from twopence to threepence halfpenny the pound but threepence halfpenny is only given for very clean and prime and perhaps uncut newspapers for when a news vendor has as it is called overstocked himself he sells the uncut papers at last to the collector or the waste consumer this happens i was told twenty times as often with the weeklies as the dailies for said my informant suppose it's a wet sunday morning and all news vendors as does pray prays for wet sundays because then people stays at home and buys a paper or some number to read and pass away the time well sir suppose it's a soaker in the morning the newsman buys a good lot an extra nine or two extra nines or the like of that and then maybe after all it comes out a fine day and so he's overstocked in which case there's some for the waste when they consider it a favourable opportunity the workers carry waste to offer to the billingsgate salesman but the chief trade is in the hands of the regular frequenter of the market from the best information i could obtain it appears that from seventy to one hundred pounds weight of waste about three-quarters being newspapers of which some are foreign is supplied to billingsgate market and its visitants two numbers of the times with their supplements one paper buyer told me when cleverly damped and they're never particularly dry will weigh about a pound the average price is not less than twopence halfpenny a pound or from that to threepence a single paper is a penny at twopence halfpenny per pound and eighty-five pounds a day upwards of two hundred and seventy-five pounds is spent yearly in waste paper at billingsgate in the street or open-air purchase alone of the sale of periodicals on the steamboats and steamboat piers in this traffic are engaged about twenty men when the days are light until eight o'clock from ten to fifteen if the winter be a hard winter and if the river steamers are unable to run none at all this winter however there has been no cessation in the running of the boats except on a few foggy days the steamboat paper sellers are generally traders on their own account all i believe have been connected with the news vendors trade some few are the servants of news vendors sent out to deal at the wharfs and on board the boats the trade is not so remunerative that any payment is made to the proprietors of the boats or wharfs for the privilege of selling papers there as in the case of the railways but it is necessary to obtain leave from those who have authority to give it the steamboat paper seller steps on board a few minutes before the boat starts when there are a sufficient number of voyagers assembled he traverses the deck and dives into the cabins offering his papers the titles of which he announces punch penny punch real punch last number for threepence comic sheets a penny all the london periodicals guide to the thames from one of these frequenters of steamboats for the purposes of his business i had the following account 
i was a newsagent's boy sir near a pier for three or four year then i got a start for myself and now i serve a pier it's not such a trade as you might think still it's bread and cheese and a drop of beer i go on board to sell my papers it's seldom i sell a newspaper there's no call for it on the river except at the foreign-going ships a few as is sold to them but i don't serve none on em people reads the news for nothing at the coffee shops when they breakfast i suppose and goes on as if they took in the times cron and tizer pubs we calls the tizer all to their own cheek it's penny works i sell the most of indeed it's very seldom i offer anything else cause it's little use penny punch is his fair sale and i calls it punch just punch it's dead now i believe but there's old numbers still they'll be done in time the real punch i sell from six to twelve a week i call that there as the real punch galleries of comicalities is a middlin sale people take them home with them i think guides to the thames is good in summer they're illustrated but people sometimes grumbles and calls them catchpennies it ain't my fault if they're not all that's expected but people expects everything for a penny joe miller's and stoffelies note mephistopheles end note i've sold and said they was oppositions to punch that's a year or more back but they was old and to be had cheap i sell lloyd's and reynolds pennies fairish both of them so's the family herald and the london journal very fair i don't venture on any three halfpenny books on anything like a speck because people says at once a penny i'll give you a penny i sell seven out of eight of what i do sell to gents more than that perhaps for you'll not often see a woman buy nothing what's intended to improve her mind a young woman like a maid of all work buys sometimes and looks hard at the paper but i sometimes think it's to show she can read a summer sunday's my best time out and out there's new faces then and one goes on bolder i've known young gents by just to offer to young women i'm pretty well satisfied it's a introduction i have met with real gentlemen they've looked over all i offered for sale and then said nothing i want my good fellow but here's a penny for your trouble i wish there was more of them i do sincerely sometimes i've gone on board and not sold one paper i buy in the regular way ninepence for a dozen sometimes thirteen to the dozen of penny pubs i don't know what i make for i keep no count perhaps a solve in a good week and a half in another i am informed that the average earnings of these traders altogether may be taken at fifteen shillings weekly calculating that twelve carry on the trade the year through we find that assuming each man to sell at thirty-three per cent profit though in the case of old works it will be cent per cent upwards of one thousand five hundred pounds are expended annually in steamboat papers of the sale of newspapers books and so on at the railway stations although the sale of newspapers at the railway termini and so on cannot strictly be classed as a street sale it is so far an open-air traffic as to require some brief notice and it has now become a trade of no small importance the privilege of selling to railway passengers within the precincts of the terminus is disposed of by tender at present the news vendor on the northwestern line i am informed pays to the company for the right of sale at the euston square terminus and the provincial stations as large a sum as one thousand seven hundred pounds per annum the amount usually given is of course in proportion to the number of stations and the traffic of the railway the purchaser of this exclusive privilege sends his own servants to sell the newspapers and books 
which he supplies to them in the quantity required the men thus engaged are paid from twenty shillings to thirty shillings a week and the boys receive from six shillings to ten shillings and sixpence weekly but rarely ten shillings and sixpence all the morning and evening papers are sold at the station but of the weekly press those are sent for sale which in the manager's judgment are likely to sell or which his agent informs him are asked for it is the same with the weekly unstamped publications the reason seems obvious if there be more than can be sold a dead loss is incurred for the surplusage as regards newspapers is only saleable as waste paper the books sold at railways are nearly all of the class best known as light reading or what some account light reading the price does not often exceed one shilling and among the books offered for sale in these places are novels in one volume published at one shilling sometimes in two volumes at one shilling each monthly parts of works issued in weekly numbers shilling books of poetry but rarely political or controversial pamphlets one man who understood this trade told me that a few of the pamphlets about the pope and cardinal wiseman sold at first but in a month or six weeks people began to say a shilling for that i'm sick of the thing the large sum given for the privilege of an exclusive sale shows that the number of books and papers sold at railway stations must be very considerable but it must be borne in mind that the price and consequently the profit on the daily newspapers sold at the railways is greater than elsewhere none are charged less than sixpence the regular price at a newsagent's shop being fivepence so that as the cost price is fourpence the profit is double nor is it unusual for a passenger by an early train who grows impatient for his paper to cry out a shilling for the times this however is only the case i am told with those who start very early in the morning for the daily papers are obtained for the railway stations from among the earliest impressions and can be had at the accustomed price as early as six o'clock although if there were to be exciting news and a great demand a larger amount may be given of the street booksellers the course of my inquiry now leads me to consider one of the oldest and certainly not least important of the street traffics that of the bookstalls of these there are now about twenty in the london streets but in this number i include only those which are properly street stalls many bookstalls as in such a locality as the london road are appendages to shops being merely a display of wares outside the bookseller's premises and with these i do not now intend to deal the men in this trade i found generally to be intelligent they have been for the most part engaged in some minor department of the bookselling or newspaper trade in the regular way and are unconnected with the street sellers in other lines of whose pursuits habits and characters they seem to know nothing the street bookstalls are most frequent in the thoroughfares which are well frequented but which as one man in the trade expressed himself are not so shoppy as others such as the city road the new road and the old kent road if there's what you might call a recess observed another street bookstall keeper that's the place for us and you'll often see us along with flower stands and pinners up the stalls themselves do not present any very smart appearance they are usually of plain deal if the stock of books be sufficiently ample they are disposed on the surface of the stall fronts up 
as i heard it described with the titles when lettered on the back like as they are presented in a library if the front be unlettered as is often the case with the older books a piece of paper is attached and on it is inscribed the title and the price sometimes the description is exceeding curt has poetry french religious latin note i saw an odd volume in spanish of don quixote marked latin but it was at a shop-seller's stall end note pamphlets and such like or where it seems to have been thought necessary to give a somewhat fuller appellation such titles are written out as locke's understanding what's his mind or pope's rape if the stock be rather scant the side of the book is then shown and is either covered with white paper on which the title and price are written or brushed or else a piece of paper is attached with the necessary announcement sometimes these announcements are striking enough as where a number of works of the same size have been bound together which used to be the case i am told more frequently than it is now or where there has been a series of stories in one volume one such announcement was smollett's peregrine pickle captain kidd pirate prairie rob of the bowl barnfield moor careew two shillings alongside this miscellaneous volume was wilberforce's practical view of christianity one shilling fenelon's aventure de telemaque plates ninepence arris de predestinazione one shilling note the last mentioned work which at the first glance seemed as if it were an odd mixture of french and latin was a latin quarto end note coronis ad collationem hagiensum and so on and so on guglielmo amesio another work on another stall had the following description lord mount edgecombe's opera what is currency what scripture history thoughts on taxation only one shilling and threepence another was knickerbocker bacon one shilling as a rule however the correctness with which the work is described is rather remarkable at some few of the street stalls and at many of the shop stalls are boxes containing works marked all one penny or twopence threepence or fourpence among these are old court guides parliamentary companions railway plans and a variety of sermons and theological as well as educational and political pamphlets to show the character of the publications thus offered not perhaps as a rule but generally enough for sale i copied down the titles of some at one penny and twopence all these at a penny letters to the right honourable lord john russell on state education by edward baines junior a pastoral letter to the clergy and members of the protestant episcopal church in the united states of america a letter to the protestant dissenters of england and wales by the reverend robert ainsley friendly advice to conservatives elementary thoughts on the principles of currency and wealth and on the means of diminishing the burthens of the people by j d bassett esq price two shillings and sixpence the others were each published at one shilling all these at twopence poems by eleanor tatlock eighteen eleven two volumes nine shillings two sermons on the fall and final restoration of the jews by the reverend john stuart thoughts and feelings by arthur brooke eighteen twenty the amours of philander and sylvia being the third and last part of love letters between a nobleman and his sister volume the second the seventh edition london from a cursory examination of the last mentioned twopenny volume i could see nothing of the nobleman or his sister it is one of an inane class of books 
originated i believe in the latter part of the reign of charles the second such publications professed to be and some few were records of the court and city scandal of the day but in general they were works founded on the reputation of the current scandal in short to adopt the language of patterers they were cocks issued by the publishers of that period and they continued to be published until the middle of the eighteenth century or a little later i notice this description of literature the more particularly as it is still frequently to be met with in street sale there's oft enough one street bookseller said to me works of that sort making up a lot at a sale and in very respectable rooms as if they were make-weights or to make up a sufficient number of books and so they keep their hold in the streets as many of my readers may have little if any knowledge of this class of street-sold works i cite a portion of the epistle dedicatory and a specimen of the style of philander and sylvia to show the change in street as well as in general literature as no such works are now published to the lord spencer my lord when a new book comes into the world the first thing we consider is the dedication and according to the quality and humour of the patron we are apt to make a judgment of the following subject if to a statesman we believe it grave and politic if to a gown man law or divinity if to the young and gay love and gallantry by this rule i believe the gentle reader who finds your lordship's name prefixed before this will make as many various opinions of it as they do characters of your lordship whose youthful sallies have been the business of so much discourse and which according to the relator's sense or good nature is either aggravated or excused though the woman's quarrel to your lordship has some more reasonable foundation than that of your own sex for your lordship being formed with all the beauties and graces of mankind all the charms of wit youth and sweetness of disposition derived to you from an illustrious race of heroes adapting you to the noblest love and softness they cannot but complain on that mistaken conduct of yours that so lavishly deals out those agreeable attractions squandering away that youth and time on many which might be more advantageously dedicated to some one of the fair and by a liberty which they call not being discreet enough rob them of all the hopes of conquest over that heart which they believe can fix nowhere they cannot caress you into tameness or if you sometimes appear so they are still upon their guard with you for like a young lion you are ever apt to leap into your natural wildness the greatness of your soul disdaining to be confined to lazy repose though the delicacy of your person and constitution so absolutely require it your lordship not being made for diversions so rough and fatiguing as those your active mind would impose upon it the last sentence is very long so that a shorter extract may serve as a specimen of the staple of this book-making to philander false and perjured as you are i languish for a sight of you and conjure you to give it me as soon as this comes to your hands imagine not that i have prepared those instruments of revenge that are so justly due to your perfidy but rather that i have yet too tender sentiments for you in spite of the outrage you have done my heart and that for all the ruin you have made i still adore you and though i know you are now another's slave yet i beg you would vouchsafe to behold the spoils you have made and allow me this recompense for all to say here was the beauty i once esteemed 
though now she is no more Philander's Sylvia. Having thus described what may be considered the divisional parts of this stall trade, I proceed to the more general character of the class of books sold. Of the character of books of the street sale. There has been a change, and in some respects a considerable change, in the character or class of books sold at the street stalls within the last forty or fifty years, as I have ascertained from the most experienced men in the trade. Now sermons, or rather the works of the old divines, are rarely seen at these stalls, or if seen are rarely purchased. Black-letter editions are very unfrequent at street bookstalls, and it is twenty times more difficult, I am assured, for street-sellers to pick up anything really rare and curious than it was in the early part of the century. One reason assigned for this change by an intelligent street-seller was that black-letter or any ancient works were almost all purchased by the second-hand booksellers, who have shops and issue catalogues, as they had a prompt sale for them whenever they could pick them up at book auctions or elsewhere. Ah, indeed, said another bookstall keeper, anything scarce or curious, when it's an old book, is kept out of the streets. If it's not particular decent, sir, note with a grin, end note, why it's reckoned all the more curious. That's the word, sir, I know. Curious. I can tell her how many beans make five as well as you or anybody. Why now, there's a second-hand bookseller, not a hundred miles from Hoban, and a pleasant, nice man he is, and does a respectable business, and he puts to the end of his catalogue, they all have catalogues that's in a good way, two pages that he calls facetiae. They're titles and prices of queer old books in all languages, indecent books indeed. He sends his catalogues to a many clergymen and learned people, and to any that he thinks wouldn't much admire seeing his facetiae, he pulls the last leaf out and sends his catalogue, looking finished without it. Those last two pages aren't at all the worst part of his trade among buyers that's worth money. In one respect, a characteristic of this trade is unaltered. I allude to the prevalence of odd volumes at the cheaper stalls, not the odd volumes of a novel, but more frequently of one of the essayists, the spectator especially. One stallkeeper told me that if he purchased an old edition of the spectator, in eight volumes he could more readily sell it in single volumes at fourpence each than sell the eight volumes altogether for two shillings or even one shilling and fourpence though this was but twopence a volume there's nothing in my trade said one street bookseller with whom i conversed on the subject that sells better or indeed so well as english classics i can't offer to draw fine distinctions and i'm just speaking of my own plain way of trade but i call english classics such work as the spectator tatler guardian adventurer rambler rasselas the vicar of wakefield peregrine pickle tom jones goldsmith's histories of greece rome and england they all sell quick enfield speaker mixed plays the sentimental journey no sir tristram shandy rather hangs on hand the pilgrim's progress but it must be sold very low robinson crusoe philip quarles telemachus gil Blas, and junius's letters i don't remember more at this moment such as are of good sale i haven't included poetry because i'm speaking of english classics and of course they must be oldish works to be classics 
concerning the street sale of poetical works i learned from street booksellers that their readiest sale was of volumes of shakespeare pope thompson goldsmith cooper burns byron and scott you must recollect sir said one dealer that in nearly all those poets there's a double chance for sale at bookstalls for what with old editions and new and cheap editions there's always plenty in the market and very low no i can't say i could sell milton as quickly as any of those mentioned nor hudibras nor young's night thoughts nor prior nor dryden nor gay's fables it's seldom that we have any works of hood or shelley or coleridge or wordsworth or more at street stalls you don't often see them i think at booksellers stalls for they're soon picked up poetry sells very fair take it altogether another dealer told me that from twenty to thirty years ago there were at the street stalls a class of works rarely seen now he had known them in all parts and had disposed of them in his own way of business he specified the messiah Klopstocks, as of this class the death of abel the castle of otranto but that's seen occasionally still he observed the old english baron and that's seen still too but nothing to what it were once the young man's best companion zimmerman on solitude and burke on the sublime and beautiful but i have that yet sometimes these works were of heavy sale in the streets and my informant thought they had been thrown into the street trade because the publishers had not found them saleable in the regular way i was dead sick of the death of abel observed the man before i could get out of him occasionally are to be seen at most of the stalls works of which the majority of readers have heard but may not have met with among such i saw laura by capel Hloft, four volumes one shilling and sixpence darwin's botanic garden two shillings alfred an epic poem by h j pye poet laureate tenpence Coilebs in search of a wife two volumes in one one shilling the same informant told me that he had lived near an old man who died twenty-five years ago or it might be more with whom he was somewhat intimate this old man had been all his life familiar with the street trade in books which he had often hawked a trade now almost unknown his neighbour had heard him say that fifty to seventy years ago he made his two guineas a week without distressing himself meaning i was told that he was drinking every monday at least this old man used to tell that in his day the whole duty of man and the tale of a tub and pomfret's poems and pamela and sir charles grandison went off well but pamela the best and i've heard the old man say sir i was further told how he had to tread his shoes straight about what books he showed publicly he sold tom paine on the sly if anybody bought a book and would pay a good price for it three times as much as was marked he'd give the age of reason in i never see it now but i don't suppose anybody would interfere if it was offered a sly trade's always the best for paying and for selling too the old fellow used to laugh and say his stall was quite a godly stall and he wasn't often without a copy or two of the anti-jacobin review which was all for church and state and all that though he had tom paine in a drawer the books sold at the street stalls are purchased by the retailers either at the auctions of the regular trade or at chance or general auctions or of the jews or others who may have bought books cheap under such circumstances often however the stallkeeper has a market peculiarly his own 
it is not uncommon for working men or tradesmen if they become beaten down and poor to carry a basketful of books to a stall-keeper and say here give me half a crown for these one man had forty parts each issued at one shilling of a bible offered to him at one penny a part by a mechanic who could not any longer afford to take them in and was at last obliged to sell off what he had of course such things are nearly valueless when imperfect very few works are bought for street stall sale of the regular booksellers end of section forty nine